1: Which player could see a decrease in their role this season for the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more, this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked. team every locked.
1: Locked. day. Locked. locked on. Locked on. Locked. locked on. Locked on. Cowboys.
0: Locked on Cowboys.
1: Back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Uh, check out Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Today, we are answering your Twitter questions. And Landon, let's jump right into it. The first one is from uh, at Stevie JPTX. He wants to know which player. that played a significant amount of time last season could see their snap count reduced in 2023.
0: Um, uh, To me, as soon as I heard this question, the first name that popped into mind was Neville Gallimore. Uh, You drafted a first round nose tackle, a guy that um, clearly you're hoping to improve the run defense and you have to think that Neville Gallimore and kind of his disappointing play has been, was the target of, of this improvement specifically. They really needed him to show up at certain points last year. Uh, and he just never was able to kind of uh, uh, get any traction really in the run game or the pass game. Yeah. So uh, because of necessity, because they, they had to have somebody go out there and, and play those snaps, Uh, He played quite a bit uh, of snaps. (laughs) Well, 400 snaps last year. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, at about snap 200, we were calling for him to start kind of, you know, be being pulled off the field. So even well after the time yeah. when we felt like it, it was time for him to start coming off the field, he was still playing significant snaps. So I would be shocked if, I mean, you know, look, there's a chance he gets cut. So, I was going to uh, say
1: there's, there's, <laughs> I think there's a better chance
0: that he's not on the team than he plays 400 snaps this year. Absolutely. So I, I think I mean, whether it's reduced snaps or zero snaps for the Cowboys, I, I, I think are. the point is that the Cowboys are definitely going to have fewer Neville, Neville Gallimore snaps. Lane, I'm going to go with Doran
1: Armstrong. Uh, who I think is still a really good player. I think he's only like 25, 26 years old, but he played 47% of the defensive snaps last year. I just don't see that happening, right? Because Micah Parsons is obviously going to play almost every snap. You've got DeMarcus Lawrence. Who's going to play 50 to 60% of the snaps. You've got Dante Fowler. You've got Chauncey Golston. Who's going to mix in there. And then you've got, Sam Williams, who I think the Cowboys are really excited about. Yeah. I think they want to find ways to get Sam Williams on the field. I think it's going to be a small decrease in snaps for Dorrance Armstrong, but I I just have a hard time seeing him getting back up into that 600 snap range again this year.
0: I, I do too, and I, I think the reason I'm kind of chuckling is because it's almost the opposite of Neville Gallimore. Yeah. He had a career year last year. I mean, I think he had like eight sacks. I mean, he, he at least had a, 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 on top of that, had blocked kicks, had a touchdown, had one game where he was, on, I think, the, maybe on his way to being player of the game. Yeah. Um, this is not a case where a player that has not performed well, this is a situation where this is a guy who got drafted into the league at 20 years old, has been increasingly getting better and has been a valuable part of this Cowboys defense, just kind of as the, you know, middle tier of of player. He's done a little bit of everything for the Cowboys as a defensive end, as a kind of drop linebacker at times. Um, Yeah. But the the unfortunate part is that the Cowboys are one of the deepest teams at pass rusher in the league. And so because of that, I think you're right in in suggesting that it it could be uh, Armstrong is the one that is kind of, not left out in the cold. I think he's definitely going to still play significant snaps, but I oh, think yeah. as far as seeing his his snaps decrease, they're going to want to see more of Sam Williams just because of how dynamic he was on limited snaps and how much I'm sure he's improved over the offseason. Doren Armstrong is the kind of rare case where he played out of his mind last year, but even so, he may still see a decrease in snaps this year.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just, it's one of those contract things, right? Doran Armstrong yeah, in the last exactly. year of his deal, Sam Williams on year two of a rookie contract. Like I think, I think when all is said and done, they're going to be very similar in snaps. Like I wouldn't be surprised that they're both right at 400, but the problem is those guys are both, you know, kind of vying for the third edge rusher spot. And I just think with Sam Williams' athleticism and his natural power, they're going to want to get him on the field. So you might even see just a bigger rotation than what we saw last year, which means probably fewer of Dorrance Armstrong in base situations, if I had to guess.
0: I mean, or if you see any one of these kind of younger defensive ends uh, start to really kind of have nice training camps or show you that they're ready to kind of take on a larger role. Is there a possibility we see a trade of Doran Armstrong? I mean, I feel like he's a young. We, we've player. mentioned it a
1: few times, right? Like, yeah, it, 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 it's, certain things would have to, to happen to... for a trade yeah. to go down, but I think it's certainly possible.
0: Yeah, it certainly could make sense if things kind of played out a certain way. I would, I, I would I'd be on the lookout for that. All right, and if we go over to the offensive side of the ball, for the most part, everybody's going to play the same amount
1: of snaps that they played last year. Like City Land played eighty-seven percent of the snaps. He's going to be on the field all the time. Michael Gallup is going to play more, assuming that he's healthy, right? The one player that I think we need to at least mention is Peyton Hendershot, who played over 300 snaps last year, played over a, a quarter of the offensive snaps. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets squeezed out a little bit on offense this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of mouths to feed. And, and, and I, I think that they like Peyton Hendershot a lot, and I think that they want to you know, give him opportunities on the field. Uh, but i think a lot of, of him playing at different points last year was out of necessity you oh, know yeah. because they just needed to kind of you know fill targets now you know you've added a couple more wide receivers that you want to get more looks uh you know it's not just tight end touches that that's going to eat away at i think it's it's wide receiver touches that potentially will be eating away at those uh, you know potential looks for the down roster the McKeon's, the 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 hinder shots, those kind of folks. You're just going to get more uh, opportunities for wide receivers, which has got to come s- from somewhere. And I think it's likely from that third, fourth tight end pair.
1: Yeah. And maybe if the Cowboys are just weak at tight end, maybe they just don't use as many tight ends as they used last year. Like they think they were tops in the league in three tight end sets. I wouldn't be surprised with the addition of Brandon Cooks, with Michael Gallup being healthier, with Jalen Tolbert in year two. If we just see them kind of lean more into 11 personnel and maybe even 10 personnel. And it's just the pie just gets that much smaller yeah.
0: for the tight ends. Yeah. yeah. And again, nothing is similar to the Dorian Armstrong situation. Nothing against the player itself. It's, it's more about the, you know, the economics of touches and, and, and where things have to be distributed on offense. Yeah.
1: All right, Len, let's talk about the one player that you're not quite giving up on yet, though, even though everybody else is giving up on, on them. <laughs> the one that guy that you are still excited about next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. There's a ton that you can bet on right now, even if you're not a baseball fan, such as We've got the NBA draft tonight. You can still bet on that. We've got NFL futures. We've got some big UFC fights coming up in the next month, all on America's number one sports book. So don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, we are back talking about the one player on offense land, or sorry, one player on either side of the ball no. that you just haven't quite given up on yet. I want to know your answer. Who is it?
0: I think it's Kelvin Joseph. You know, I, I've I've seen a lot of talent there. I understand that it's taken a long time to kind of get to a point where it's developed enough that we can get him on the field and feel consistently you know, confident about him. But there's just so much talent there, and and it's natural, and it's and he's just like has a coverage ability that that just very clear to see. Um, and and on top of that, you know, I think he's made himself more uh, rosterable with his special teams play. You know, he's become not. basically a you know a invaluable special teams player at this point. So I think with a switch to position, he has the kind of fluid hips and coverage skills to play in the slot. I think that that's a it's a good spot for him to kind of try to put him at um, you know the the kind of long experiment to try to play him on the outside. Uh, it, it just seemed like it was it was taking a long time. And I think that, you know, if they're going to get, he's, he's only got a couple years left on his contract. If they're going to kind of get something out of him, that, that kind of show you or show them what they have in, in him, they got to give him opportunity at other spots to see if he can thrive there. And I think, you know, the, the, the emergence of Deron Bland has actually helped Joseph in that sense, so. because it yeah. gives more breathing room to allow Joseph to kind of try other things and see where he hits. But There's just so much talent there. He just has so much physical talent that, you know, once he finally gets it to click right, I really do think that that there's going to be a good player there for the Cowboys. But it's, you know, that's that's a big if. And we still got to see him do it and put it all together. This is really the year for him to do it, I think.
1: Yeah. the, The time is now for Kelvin Joseph, right? Like they brought in Stephon Gilmore, they have Trayvon Diggs. Your top two corners are locked up. Deron Bland, for all intents and purposes, is your number three corner. They brought back Jordan Lewis, even though he's coming off this Liz Frank injury, and he's got a fairly sizable contract. He's still on the team. And they spent a what was that, a fifth round pick on Eric Scott? They and they uh, traded up. They traded up to go get him. They gave up a yeah. future pick. So it's clear that they like him. And they've got Nation Wright, who they spent a third round pick. Like there's yeah. so many options here. I, I think it's one of those things like Kelvin Joseph can't really have a misstep. Like he's got to be good and consistent practicing and practice out in training camp, because if he's not, there's just too many other players that are going to be ready to take his job. If he's not, if he's not good enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is actually a good spot for him. I mean, I, I don't think he's quite in danger of, like, if this doesn't work out, he's going to be out of the league. No, you no. Know? no, no. So, I, I, so, I, so I actually think that this is a, a good level of uh, pressure for him, right? Like, there, there, there is no pressure to start or, or to have to go out and, and be a star corner for this team. Uh, it's all on him, you know. It's all on his career. It's there is so pressure the, for
1: him to make the team. Though. Absolutely, I think this is the
0: first year, it's like okay, he may he, not make the team. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: right. I, I think the first two years he made the team because he was a second round draft pick, right? Yeah, like, of course that happens. Yeah. Going into year three, I don't, I kind of think your pedigree just gets thrown out the window. Like now, his play has to be worthy of a draft spot.
0: Yeah, and Over I think he. me, and I think that, that that he's close simply because his special teams uh, play has gotten him close. But if he's got to show us, you know, these this much, you know, uh, defensive on field uh, prowess, or or yeah, he definitely yeah. could be cut. I think that this is the kind of pressure where. It's all just focus on what you're doing. You're not having to be a star or start or whatever. We're just trying to get your play at to a level that's rosterable. Yes. Uh, and, and if he can figure that out, and if he's found a spot that that maybe is a more natural fit for him, uh, I, I still believe that he could be a good player for this team.
1: The player for me is Jabril Cox. We're going into year yeah. three now. I mean, and honestly, it's it's very similar to Calvin Joseph, where. We just have not seen that guy be valuable on defense at all. Calvin Joseph has been more valuable on, on special teams than Jabril Cox has been. But I just keep coming back to that play he made against the Giants in his rookie season where yeah. he, on the goal line, ran down Daniel Jones, made a hit on fourth down, and it was, it was just a massive play in that game. And there's only so many linebackers in the league that can do that. And there's yeah. only so many guys that can cover the way that he can and kind of have the natural coverage instincts. We heard a little bit of buzz from one of the OTA practices where he had back-to-back pass deflections. I just think I've seen I've seen Dan Quinn work with linebackers, even from LSU, that are like this before, who have turned into Pro Bowl All-Pro players. I just believe that there's still a chance that he could become that.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen. The, there was a reason that we were all just absolutely thrilled that he got drafted, where he got drafted because we felt like it was a steal. And I think that you know you mentioned it. We've seen flashes of it, right? We've seen moments where that player that we anticipated coming out of college, uh, oh, okay, there there he is, right? There's that guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the vast majority of it has not been has not been that. The vast majority of it has been he's not quite back from the injury yet. He's, he's, you know, he, he's slow to return from the ACL and then he comes back and and he's just not playing great football the way no that confidence we were expecting. There at all. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's what it is, right. Is that we are, we as uh, consumers of, of football view it as it's just not good football yet, but in reality it's, it, it's like Michael Gallup, right. Where it's like, he's playing that way because he doesn't feel good about himself, right? He doesn't feel good about where his way, his body is feeling right now. So I think, and I think for Cox, you know, whether it's the nature of the knee injury or the fact that everyone heals differently, I think he needed a little bit longer than some of the other guys uh, with those knee injuries. So now he's fully healed. He's got a whole year away from that situation. Um, And he's been in the off season of fully healthy for the first time. Um, This is really the area where, uh, I think because – th- to me, this is his second-year jump, right? Because this is his actual second-year fully healthy, going through the off season and actually getting to uh, partake in the benefits that actually you know create those sort of second-year jumps, sure. right? Where you're in the offseason, you're actually healthy, you're getting to develop your body, you're getting to develop your skills uh, and not having to worry about you know getting back from an, uh, a terrible ACL injury. So I agree. I think that Klox is a guy that is, is very likely going to come in here – make it splash in training camp. Uh, and then suddenly you're going to feel, if he does, you're going to feel really good about where this linebacker group is uh, uh, because you're going to have another really fast, really good at coverage linebacker yeah. who uh, can kind of just help you in, in the passing game. And then as he develops uh, really become a, a valuable will linebacker as a run and chase linebacker. as
1: well. The good thing is, is he's in a very similar situation as to Calvin Joseph where he's not being relied upon to be a starting yeah. linebacker, right? Yeah. You have Leighton Van Der Esch. It's pretty clear that they like Damone Clark as a starting linebacker, but now it's just find a role on defense. They drafted Demario Overshawn uh, in the third round. They, they have Devin Harper, who they spent a six-round yeah. pick on last year. Go find a role on your defense. Do one or two things really well, and I can guarantee you'll, you'll find a way to get on the field I just think here in year three, he was somebody who came from smaller school at North Dakota state played one year at LSU was a little bit banged up coming into the draft. And then he had the ACL injury with him being fully <laughs> healthy. Like it, this could be it.
0: It's been a whirlwind for him. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, just listen to that. He, he goes from North Dakota upgrades his competition, even though he probably could have been uh, drafted at North Dakota state. uh he, he upgrades his competition, dominates at LSU too, plays incredible. Uh, deals with the ACL injury, deals with, uh, uh you know. Well, we should post-year. also
1: mention he fell in the draft because of the yeah. injuries. I remember, I I don't remember if it was a knee or a groin, but a lot of people had him as like a mid-second, maybe even, you know, late or early third-round pick. And then he falls to the very end of the fourth round. And, yeah. and so it, he hasn't been healthy in a while.
0: No, and, and, and I think that's the thing, right? It's just been like a series of situations since the end of his senior or junior year, which, it was his junior year, yeah. uh, and and so yeah, I think this is the first time he's had a moment of <laughs> stability and health uh, for a period of time that's existed since probably he was a sophomore in, in college. So uh, I'm excited to see what that you know results in for him in this training
1: camp. There's also some stability in the coaching staff, right? Like when you transfer yeah. different schools, you're learning new systems, you're learning uh, how to re- you know interact with coaches, and he's had the same you know, defensive coordinator for the last three years, you would think he's going to fully understand the defense. He's going to know his role. I'm not giving up on him yet. I'm probably going to be the last one on the uh, Jabril Cox Island, but I don't care. I'm I'm still, I'm still in, I'm still buying stock. Landon, let's, uh, let's answer one more question, including what position could use another free agent addition. We will get to that next.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: All right, Landon, our final question here is one that seems like we answer just about every week or so. But it's it's always a good one to review. Question from Jordan. He wants to know if there's one spot on the roster right now that you could go out and add a solid
0: free agent. Where would it be? Well, I mean, I think. Look, you know, we've we've talked about being uh, flexible for if a running back situation comes up and you wanted to go sign another guy to kind of give you a stabilizing force. I think that's something that will be considered. I I think, but I, I don't know that that's what this. Person is actually asking in this question. Yeah. I think they're looking for, you know, something like uh, a guard or a defensive tackle or. Uh, Which, by the know.
1: way, the guard is a good one because we actually talked about it on yesterday's show why the Cowboys might not be all that interesting and in, in, interested in bringing in a guard right now. Uh, Every day, as you guys know, that conversation. But basically, they might not have a starting left guard job open. And if you're a Dalton Reisner or, uh, you know, Andrew Norwell, you don't want to sign with the team if there's not a spot open.
0: Yeah, and you certainly don't want to sign with the team uh, before right as training camps about to start if you're I not going to no. get a starting because you got to come in and deal with you all that. practice. Don't compete wants to do that. in practice, and no, no vet wants to do that. No. Um, so I, I do think that there are some spots, and, and yeah, like you said, all the everydayers know exactly these spots as we talked about them a lot. I, I think the timing is not good. I think that's that's the thing we need to discuss here is that. This is not a great time to sign free agents simply because – well, it's not that it's a bad time. It's that it's not the time to sign free agents because right now you've got all these young players on your team. And you have no idea what they're going to do. And you want to see what you've got in these cheap young players first before you're going to go spend overspend money and, and free agent to go get a, a vet. So you're going to want to confirm that you've, you, you don't have what you need at left guard, or you don't have what you need a defensive tackle or whatever the position is before you're going to go spend a bunch of money there. Uh, so I would imagine that any one of these positions where people are looking to upgrade, whether it's guard or, or defensive tackle, or, or I don't know why, I mean, maybe you want another wide receiver or, or maybe, a, you know, uh, Another linebacker. I got the player for you.
1: I got the one I want. Let's hear it.
0: Let's hear it. Let's hear it. it. This is not going to be
1: somebody who moves the needle at all. He might not even make the 53 man roster, but you're asking me like the one position that I'd like to add a name to? It's tight end. I'm looking at Cameron Brait, who played for the Buccaneers for a long time. He's 30 years old. You bring him in to be kind of the veteran leader in a tight end room that basically has none. Like your most experienced tight end is Sean McEwen who has hardly played in the NFL. If you bring in somebody like Cameron Brate, at least it gives you some stability in the tight end room to help Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoonmaker and Peyton Hendershot develop.
0: We've talked about this too. Yeah, I, I don't hate that idea. Like just a, just a vet that, you know, I mean, because you know, McEwen is, is uh, he's been in the league longer than the other guys, but it's not like he's been in the league longer. He's played a bunch of snaps. No, and he's
1: been, he hasn't been on the roster no. very much. He's been on yeah. the practice
0: squad a bunch. He's been, he, he can tell you everything you need to know about all the different types of roster mechanisms used in the NFL, yes, but I exactly. don't know if that necessarily means that he's got a lot of great experience that yes. he can spread in the room. And Cameron Braid is. Cameron Braid's a guy who's played in this league. He's, he's been a starter, he's been a backup, he's been a, he's kind of done a little bit of everything, he's right? Been on a so Super Bowl I,
1: champion team. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I do think that, that, you know, getting that kind of veteran presence in a young room is something that could be valuable for this team. Uh, but again, like, what, yeah, depending on the veteran and Cameron brake may be an exception to that. How many of these guys are going to want to sign right as we're you know getting yeah. physicals and about to do uh, endurance tests, you know, for a training camp yeah. and that sort of thing. So, uh, but I do think that if if the Cowboys are going to sign a free agent before you know the middle of August or or before there's an injury or something like that, knock on wood, uh, that I think it would probably be something like that where you feel like you just need. Some more veteran presence there, and and that kind of will help just kind of balance out the tight end room.
1: I do have one position that we have not mentioned that certainly could use a veteran. What about kicker?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Anytime. I mean, <laughs> uh, anytime you want to sign or cut a kicker, I, I'll sign off on it. I, you know, the, the again, my my stance on kicking is that it's fluky. Uh, you have a kicker until you don't. Uh, and so, if yeah, sign eighteen of them. I, I don't care. Well, you know, I think cause... like
1: I think the name that everybody wants is like Robbie Gold. But you, same thing. Does Robbie Gold at age what is he forty two now? Does he really want to be? in a training camp in June or sorry, in July and August, or is he like, you know
0: what? I'm good. Just, just sign me like September 1st. And we'll be honestly, as somebody who covers the Cowboys, I don't want Robbie Gould on this team because then we're going to have to be talking about wh- how, what did Robbie Gould do in, in training camp? Oh, he went five or seven today. It's like, no, I want to watch football during training camp. If I wanted to watch kicking, I'd watch soccer. Uh, but I, I think like kicker's important. I'm not, not saying that, but it's also incredibly fluky. So honestly, I just, Let's put off the kicker conversation until we're closer to to, to regular season because, but you could get a kicker who's hot now, and, and he could be yeah. slow by the time regular season starts.
1: What I want to do is I want to I want to find the team's kicker in preseason that went like ten of ten and made every <laughs> extra point. But hey, he's playing behind Justin Tucker, so he's going to get cut. Yeah, That's the guy that I want to sign.
0: Right? There's going to be an incredible bidding war for whoever a kicker B is for from the. But
1: that happens all the time. Like I yeah. remember. Uh, Daniel Carlson, who the Vikings drafted, I think, in the third or fourth round. He had an awesome training camp, an awesome preseason. First game of the year, he missed three kicks, and the Vikings cut him. And now he's a Pro Bowl kicker for the Raiders. So it's like, just just wait, because I promise you, like, the kickers that are available now – are not going to be all that much different when we get available in September 10th or whatever.
0: I can't wait till uh, August when we sign Dan Murray, because he's suddenly back on a hot streak. And like, I mean, that's what it is. Just the previous kicker that we just signed has been on the team earlier with, with, the, with, uh, because of a hot streak. So these guys just, they get hot, they get cold, try to sign one right at the beginning of a hot streak and hope he doesn't go cold before the end of the season. That's it.
1: Uh, I did see this report that Nick Folk could be cut by the Patriots. And there's like some symmetry with the Cowboys playing in Buffalo this year. Like bring back Nick Folk and just have him like make these awesome game winners. Why not?
0: Bring back all our old kickers. Why not? What do you
1: think he's up to now? a
0: reunion tour. Yeah, exactly. We'll get, we'll get everyone except for Rafael Septine, I would imagine. There you go.
1: (laughs) All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Laptop Cowboys your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, you can go check out our show, show on YouTube. It's locked on Cowboys over there. Go follow in and on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We are off on Friday, but we'll be back on Monday talking about the defense as we get ready for the 2023 season. See you guys then.